0: Day five, our last day of our look at the first chapter of the book of Hebrews. We're going to look at verses 10 to 14 today. And as I read these verses for you today, I want you to listen for two words. They're going to come up a couple of times. I want you to listen for the words, You remain. Starting in verse 10. He also says, In the beginning, O Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed, but you remain the same and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? These are verses again about Jesus and who Jesus is in our lives and the difference he makes. And these words that come up twice in these verses are extremely powerful for our everyday lives. The words, you remain. First, he applies them as he talks about the world perishing. He says, this world will perish. All these things, the heavens and the earth. He's not talking about heaven where God lives in this case. He's talking about the heavens that we see, the stars and the planets. They will perish, but you remain. The Bible tells us very clearly that one day God is going to do away with this creation and he's going to make a new creation, a new heaven, and a new earth. So although Jesus laid the foundations of this earth, laid the foundations of the heavens, this world will not last. He gives us a very simple picture. They will all wear out like a garment. Now, if you want to make that more complicated, if you're somebody who loves the science of what happens in creation, what he's talking about there in one sense, it's a poetic picture of the second law of thermodynamics, That second law, those of you who have uh, had to live in this world know, that means all energy is wearing down. Nothing is getting greater and greater. You can't create new energy. You start something at a certain level and it degrades. We see that in all of creation. It's all wearing out like a garment. Uh, I'm not saying in our own personal lives we don't see things get better sometimes. We're talking here about creation. We're talking here about molecules. We're talking here about energy. And it's wearing down. It's winding down. This world is not going to last. It's going to perish, but Jesus remains. That's why you hang on to the one who's going to remain. Why would you hang on to what's not going to last when you and I have the opportunity through the promises of God to hang on to him who is going to last? This world will perish, but Jesus remains. He gives us another picture. He says, this world will be changed, but Jesus remains. And Sometimes we have the question, well, which is it? Is the world going to perish, or is it going to be changed? He's talking poetically here. They'll Like a garment, they'll be changed. Like a garment, they'll wear out. But there's also, as you look through the New Testament particularly, there's also truth. Romans 8 is one of the great places you can see this. There's also the truth that God is going to one day redeem his creation. So yes, this creation will be done away with, but there's also the sense in Romans 8 and other places in Scripture that God is going to somehow recreate out of this old creation a new creation. Just like out of these earthly bodies, these imperfect bodies, the Bible tells us he's going to take these bodies, he's going to make out of them something new. A seed that's planted perishable is going to rise imperishable. Just like that's going to happen, there is this sense that somehow God's going to change all of creation. He's going to redeem all of creation. It's all going to be changed, but... What we want to focus on is the creation, by the way. How is it going to be changed? What's going to happen? I don't know the answers to that, but I do know one thing. He remains. But you remain the same. Your years will never end. So you picture all of creation and you look at this world, and sometimes you read the newspaper and you look at what's happening with choices people make and the hurt that that brings upon people's lives, or you look at what's happening with the storms that come into this world, literal storms. and the lives that are lost, the lives that are hurt. You look at what's happening with this world seeming to wind down instead of getting better and better. And it can cause you to worry. There's no doubt about it. Until you remember those two words, he remains. If I hold on to this world, I got something to be worried about because this world's not going to last. I've got plenty to be worried about. But when I hold on to Christ, those worries turn into worship. I realize he remains. He remains the same. The truth is, as you and I look at this world, we all know this intuitively, this world needs to be changed. It needs to be redeemed. It needs a do-over. It needs to be redone. And Jesus is going to do that. But Jesus remains. Now, what does this mean for your life? Jesus remains. If he remains through the end of time, that means that he remains through any circumstance that you're facing. He's going to be there for all eternity. So if right now you're wondering, you're doubting, can he carry me through this circumstance? He is the God who's going to be there. He remains through the end of time. So he will remain with you through this circumstance. You can count on it. Jesus remains. What does that mean? If he remains through the change of everything, that means he remains through whatever changes you are facing. Sometimes we get comfortable with who God is in the circumstances we're in at that moment. And we see how God can work in our lives in the job that we're in or in the place that we live or in the family that we have or in the relationships that are working. But what happens when the job is lost? What happens when we have to move? What happens when we lose someone in our family or a relationship is lost? He remains. Through all of that change, He remains. He is still there. There is no change of circumstance in your life they can take that away. And you may have been trusting in the circumstances more and more because they got more and more comfortable. If you're uncomfortable in your circumstances right now, I want to remind you, he remains. He remains. So as we come to the end of this first chapter, let's sum it up. It's sort of like the post-game report at the end of a football game. Let's, let's review the score. In verse 13 and 14, he comes back to it and he says, to which of the angels did God ever say, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all the angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? Who are angels? They're ministering spirits. Now, I love the picture here. You can get caught up in this picture. They are sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, that means angels in some way are serving you. But notice it says to serve those who will inherit salvation. Those angels have been serving you all your life in ways that you've seen and not seen. All of your life. I know we can get caught up in talking about that for months or even years. But let me just remind you that the word angel here, they're ministering spirits. The word angel literally means messenger. They're sent to bring messages from God. In fact, the Greek word is angel, angelos. They are the messengers of God. The Hebrew word that we translate angels means messenger. We've just taken the Greek letters and put them into English letters. But if you really translated this word, every time you saw the word angel in the scripture, you would translate it into messenger. They're bringing the good news. They're bringing God's message into our lives. And then we get to live out that message. Who are angels? They're ministering spirits. They're servants of God. Thank God that they're serving us. Just as we thank God that people are serving us and that we get to serve others. And who is Jesus? One more time. He's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. And notice he says here, where all of his enemies will one day be at his feet. What a picture. The Bible tells us that one day every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Those who served him, those who didn't serve him. Those who loved him, those who were his enemies. When you see Jesus for who he really is on that throne, you can do nothing else but confess him for who he really is. Jesus is Lord. So with that in mind, who Jesus really is, I want to go back to those two words. And as we pray together, as we close this day, I want us to remind ourselves in prayer of those two words, he remains, Jesus, you remain. Would you pray with me? And just in faith, just say, Jesus, I recognize today that no matter what circumstances I'm facing, you remain. You will remain with me through that circumstance to the other side of that circumstance, And even if that circumstance involves my entire life on planet Earth, you remain beyond that all the way into eternity. Jesus, I want to remind myself today that whatever changes I'm facing, you remain. My life will change. Things will not always turn out as I want them to turn out. I will face the fears that come from feeling inadequate to the task and the fears that come from not getting the opportunities that I hope for. But whatever the fears, whatever the worries, whatever the struggles, whatever the changes, you remain. You will be there with me and with those that I love, with those that you love through all of this. And so once again, I trust in you, the one who remains through it all. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, join us next week. We'll be looking at Hebrews chapter 2. This is a chapter that talks about how you can keep from drifting away. It's a chapter that goes more in depth into the truth of who Jesus really is and how that truth touches your everyday life.